Andrew. Good morning and happy New Year yeah. to you, sir. How are you doing? Hey, happy New Year to you. You're sounding a little uh, clearer than when we last met. Are you <laughs> over your lurgy? My, yes, I've got over my cold, thank you very much. It took about a week. I don't usually get sick. It's very unusual for me. I'm not allowed to get sick. How are you right. doing? Well, I, I, yeah, I, I've still got mine. I'm still ah. occasionally, I, I'll try not to do it during this call, yes. still coughing my guts up. But having, <laughs> having said that, I think, TMI, it, I think it seems to be... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it ceased to be infectious a while ago, but bloody annoying, isn't it? Yes, it's very frustrating. Anywho. So, yeah. what are we going to talk about? On to... Well, got three topics for you, um, and um, starting off with uh, some good quality internationally supervised whiskey producing, uh, producing in mainland China, starting yes, off please. with whiskey. Mm -mm. Um, yes, it's the winter here <laughs> after all. And, um, uh, and, and, and then booze related, um, um, it's, uh, it's, it, there's been a lot of talk about whether pubs are finally going to be sort of disappearing completely from the uk that's in an agency news agency story a couple really? of weeks ago quite a big big thorough one oh, yeah right. i mean the demise has been going on for ages hasn't that's it true. but it's that uh, true, yes. but it, yeah uh, but it's but i think it's been kind of suffering even more as so many places have uh recently and um um then finally just something of a local story that was reported about uh a restaurant chain being faced with a little more uh, of a challenge than all the stuff that we normally hear about, which is people helping themselves to uh, food from buffets and taking it home. Oh, wow. Which is, uh, yeah. It's not on, is it, Todd? It's very, very naughty. For these struggling restaurants. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not really, it's not quite cricket. No, it's yeah. outrageous behaviour. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's, so that's that's the three that are, that are, that are very... Very kind of buzzy food and drink stories at the moment. Tell me about the YC Gay. YC Gay. Whiskey. Oh, well, <laughs> yes. Uh, it's, it's uh, well, it's, um, it, Perno Ricard is um, behind it, the French massive international sort of multinational France-based company that has uh, that has helped build a distillery in Sichuan. Oh wow. And uh, it just and, and it just opened a couple of weeks ago. And they're hoping that the younger generation who are a little more worldly, many of them having been sent around the world to study etc um have uh, developed a taste for it and might be proud of one being produced in China. Um, as you know, because they, they might have tasted ones uh, both uh, bought overseas and in China that are from elsewhere, and it's um, and, and there seems to be a bit of a rise of interest um, in the younger generations for whiskey. Hence, the massive um, uh, investment of setting up a big, serious distillery there wow. in Sichuan. Um, so that's uh, that's that's really the crux of that one. More importantly, um, have you sampled it yet? No, afraid oh. not. I only, I, 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 I only, only read about it uh, over the last few days, looking for hot stories for today's chat. Right. But it's uh, no, I don't, I don't. But it's, but it's using um, some local ingredients and materials, which is, which makes sense. I mean, there's a, there's a very, very highly priced uh, LVMH produced wine um, in um, in Yunnan province, which is uh, headed up by some Bordeaux winemaker from France, mm -hmm. um, but on, under the LVMH uh, production. Just tell me when to shut up, by the way, if, you, if you're... No, uh, you talk about whiskey all day, mate. I, mean, yeah. I, I love whiskey. Yeah. 
Right, right, right. Well, yeah, but 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 so so it's been um, these kind of joint ventures are, are going on in the wine world around China yeah. in in uh, still wine and champagne. Um, there's also um, Moet and Chandon have set up a uh, a kind of a joint venture as they do in Australia, and they can't call it champagne, obviously, because no. it's not from the region. But it's but it's the same. It's the same Moet and Chandon. Um, you know, essentially sort of the same stuff. Yes. Um, joint joint venture. Yeah, 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 exactly. Made the same way uh, on different, uh, you know, different water, blah, 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 different terrain. Um, but um, and that's what's going on with the whiskey using um, local grain. So it's um, which is, you know, sort of give it a, a bit of a, a sense of place is such a uh, uh, overused kind of uh, phrase for anything in the food and drinks industry um, but uh, but it, but I mean that, that's that's being cynical but of course it is actually good for carbon footprint and for local workers to use local uh, produce whenever well, you're let's, making let's something like then. that but, let's, yeah. hope it, let's hope it works yeah. looking forward to I trying I do want that. to try some yeah I was going to say I'll yeah, join same. you <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah I'll let you know when I get a bottle please in. do yeah. yeah that'd be good wouldn't it yeah okay yeah. So how many days are you doing this? Three? Uh, I'll be here tomorrow as well. I believe Noz will be back right. on Thursday. I'm, I might actually have a day off on Thursday, but that's another story. Treat yourself. I think I deserve it almost. Yeah, almost, almost, yeah. So what else, <laughs> yeah. Not, I'm working on it. So what, what else have we got this morning? Um, so, well, that's so. It's those, it's those three. I mean, the second one is... Uh, it's about pubs. I've got tons of information on this. It was a really very, very thorough investigation by uh, AFP, and um, they've quoted a lot of people on it. We'll see how we go. I don't think I've kind of put some stuff in brackets for my own notes because it kind of goes a little too deep in parts from sort of social historians about pubs. But it's quite interesting because, I mean, they date back to uh, to more than – um, more than two millennia, probably, um, and they've had to cater for different challenges before, such as the um, the Roman colonisation of the UK and the Viking colonisation, where they had to change their uh, they had to kind of put a bit other drinks on the menu. Let's say the drinks list, like wine, that the Romans were keen on, which wasn't really a thing in the UK. Um, but I, I mean, I wasn't really going to go too deep into that. It's very interesting, but it's, it's been a bit going on it might for a while, be too though, hasn't it? It's one of those things they've been talking about for years that pubs are not doing as oh, much business yeah. and the chains are having to take yeah. off just to sort of spread the losses and kind of things like that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And but, but it's so it's things which are to do with um, operational costs and you know these incredibly high energy bills that people and businesses are getting in the UK since the um, Russia-Ukraine war. So and, it's, uh, and of course, so cheap booze in the added. supermarkets as well. That's the well. That's that, that's how it, that, that's how it started. Yeah, um, yeah about about ten plus years ago. Mm. Um, but but the, so recently, it's just been getting. It fell down, you know, because of that um, and people's habits changing, um, and it, it's just been getting further further sort of uh, hammering by uh, by costs rising of uh, of those that have, have continued to be around. Yeah. Really, sad, That's, isn't it? Really, uh, yeah. It's a, it's a cultural yeah. thing, is it? Sad. It, it is. It is. It's. Um. Uh, it really is something which is. Uh, um. Not going to. Uh. Go away. It's thought because the energy bills and the. Uh. uh, uh the operating costs are just increasing 
all the time. There have been some kind of um, forecasts for energy bills to go down in this uh, in this coming year that we're now in, but uh, but it remains to be seen whether that's really going to happen. There's um, uh, historic um, uh, National Heritage Society is keeping tabs on some of those that really can't be knocked down and replaced by some property companies. Real estate companies own a lot of pubs um, and they, because they are the owners and they, they rent them out to breweries, they are always looking for a higher return as a property um, developer or, or investment company as well as a real estate agent yeah. that, that rents out properties. And so if they get an offer to change a pub which can be easily rezoned that isn't a historic pub into uh, an office block or something, something more uh, with a higher rental return yeah then then they'll do exactly that um so that's the way they uh um you know they're they're, they're looking at it there there's there are a lot of stats though on the pub figures going down so the british beer and pub association which is the bbpa says that the number of pubs fell from 61,000 in the year um, uh, 2000 to 46,000 in the year 2022. So that's 20,000. Wow, that's, that's a huge percentage. Drop. Yeah, 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 it is, it is. And the trend continued in 2023 as there was this very high inflation, energy bills that, uh, that we touched on there, yeah. and uh, business rates for operational costs have gone up in licenses to run businesses, not just for pubs, but it hits pubs as well, uh, which is cutting into already stretched earnings. Commercial real estate analyst Altus Group, um, which has uh, uh, recently come out with figures, it mo monitors pub closures and other closures, but it says that in 2022, uh, 390 pubs in England and Wales closed down and nearly a further 380 were demolished or converted into other types of usage in the first six months of 2023. So the, uh, yeah, that, that BBPA, the Pub Association, reckons that 2024 will be a decisive year for the industry, which supports uh, a little under just a touch under one million jobs that's amazing that there are one million jobs just under yeah. um in in the pub industry in the uk right now and it's advocating for cuts on beer duties and the business rates that i mentioned and sales tax purely for the uk pub industry to keep it alive because um the the tradition of pubs is something that is not only uh, a draw card for domestic uh, consumption, but it's also a, uh, a pulling point for tourists. A tourist. So, as I, as I mentioned, yeah, yeah. I mean, people do like to go to historic pubs. Uh, I, I mentioned the National Trust a little earlier. There's a pub, for example, that is pa uh, patronised or funded partially by the National Trust, which um, is one of many, which has or either had patrons who are really well-known historically in the UK, such as the George Inn, in South London, which dates back to 1676. Imagine Good having a pint Lord. in a pub, or, or, or you know, or, or something non-alcoholic if that's your poison. Yes, um, to uh, yeah, yeah, I thought so, Todd. Um, which uh, which served 
the author Charles Dickens. Wow. Um, there, there are there are documents that uh, that that support that. And uh, you know, it, it's it, whether you're a tourist or a resident over there or a returnee, should you have come from that place, uh, the UK. Um, it is always historically fascinating, I think, to go anywhere to think that you're in an interior where someone just so well known and respected for whatever their particular profession was. So, so to um, like food Lerud, and drink. Or, to like yeah. Lerud, tell me about the buffet blaggers. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. So um, <laughs> another challenge then to Hong Kong restaurants, which have been closing down a lot, uh, as as have bars and pubs in, in Hong Kong. It's known not only the UK, but that's where we were focusing before. Yeah. Um, there was a report last Friday in local press. Uh, hopefully this is not too widespread a uh, phenomenon. But uh, a certain Japanese buffet restaurant train boss on his Facebook page late last week has asked customers not to steal meat. This followed an incident on one of the um, in, sorry in one of the group's establishments when a woman was seen putting raw beef into a plastic food bag like a zip bag, oh, no. uh, and then placing it. Yeah, then placing it into a thermal bag, like a, a foil-lined thermal bag, to uh, to take home. So she'd 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 <laughs> she'd That's come with all the all the tools, <laughs> tools necessary. Oh yeah, that was no opportunists thinking I'll wrap a little bit of raw beef in my serviette. No sir, no. that was uh, that was someone with all Free yeah the, all of the facilities to do so in her in her bag. Um, writing oh. on Facebook then last Thursday, Simon Simon Wong, chairman of the catering chain LH group that runs these uh, restaurants um, known for their grilled meat focus said <laughs> that he heard about this from, from, a, from a diner who reported it to a waiter after the woman had gone who just said I just want to let you know this has happened. Be, I'm, I'm surprised that there isn't even closed circuit TV uh, cameras in most restaurants yeah, these days, be. just for security reasons. Yeah. But uh, but it, but apparently it was it was hearsay, a report from a customer. And in his social media post, he said that he uh, that those this is this is a quote from him: those who would bring a thermal bag to steal raw meat on the sly while having a buffet, I would just like to remind you that is theft. Well, clearly it is, isn't it? Yes, I think we'd agree with that, Todd. Yes, um, um, he, he added in this Facebook post, our mothers taught us that this is incorrect. I wonder if his mother taught him that precisely that was incorrect, for almost foreseeing that he'd run a restaurant chain in the future, and that could be one of the obstacles. Um, but um, net netizens who... Um, who, who gave comments after his post um, were also supporting him. Some joked that he should have felt fortunate that the woman didn't steal uh, more food from the restaurant, including cooked stuff, and uh, uh, that, that, that she hadn't eaten. And also one raised the food safety concerns about the stolen beef. I'm sure the boss doesn't care about that if the woman is going to be carrying around stolen beef for a while before she cooks it at home. Um, he, he replied, she brought a thermal bag, so I suppose um, she has basic food safety knowledge. That's quite an assumption. Anyway, interesting, interesting, bizarre little case there. That is, yeah. that is really weird. But I wonder what, what would you do if you were sat next to somebody who was doing that? Would you report them? Would you call a member of staff? Would you tell them off? What, what would you do if you saw this happening? Um, I'm, I mean, in my, in my, protocol? I think, yeah, I think, I, I think, I think, I think I probably would say something to the woman. Mm. Um, I don't think I have to call over and make a whole big scene. No. Also, it might depend on the, uh, it might depend on the situation. 
if I was having a meal with uh, with Mrs. D, then I probably, you know, that's that's kind of that's a time where where yeah, I might sort of mention something to the woman. Like if I was with a group of friends or something, though, it'd be a bit much to spoil a uh, you know perhaps a catch up or a convivial meal by yeah. by worrying. Probably would point it out and say, hey, did you, did you see that? And maybe have a bit of a you know a bit of a sort of laugh about it. But uh, but but I, but I think it's something you know. If, if what about you, Todd? If you've been to buffets, I mean, I remember years ago being surprised when I saw people at hotel buffets disappearing exactly, with lots of fruit. Yes. That it was, uh, yeah, yeah, which is a uh, the which is which, which really, <laughs> yes, it became it became a more and more popular thing. Although, I mean, more more common, I should say, to see around different parts of the world. In fact, and also in Europe, when I've been to Europe, it's not just in this part of the world, but also I saw exactly the same fruit sort of, uh, and, and and also I think it might be culturally acceptable to do that, um, or it's become more so because I remember I think I was in France seeing, um, you know people who were caucasian i don't know if they were french or but who were staying in hotels doing that and not not attempting to hide it i think it was no. just a an assumed thing that you could it do was okay to do so, it, yeah yeah I, i'm not but obviously according to the um the owner of this restaurant chain um it ain't acceptable no, definitely. um with <laughs> with raw meat when you're when you're a uh a, a sort of grilled meat specialist restaurant because that's your that's your bread and butter, if you like. Pardon so um, for, yes. for for them to, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, for them for for them to be uh, uh, losing some of um, you know what what they're calculating for their overheads. So I don't know. Um, the um, I, I I I back back to the first story though, if I may. Yeah. Um, yeah, I sure. don't know if I uh, if I didn't didn't have time to mention this, but but the idea of Perno Ricard and the Chinese investors in the new mainland whiskey distillery in Sichuan, which is called the Chuan, by the way. So, which I don't know if that's short for Sichuan. It sounds like it Easy is. Easy to remember. It's, it's couple of, yeah, a couple of interesting things about it. One is that they're really courting with their promotions the younger adults generation. This doesn't mean teenagers. It means those because it's it's a single malt whiskey, so it uses locally grown barley and it also made a point of using barrels from Chinese oak rather than importing oak as whiskey makers do in scotland yeah. scottish whiskey often yeah it often uses either wine barrels from france or american bourbon whiskey or sherry casts from portugal um in but they also in scotland use some new barrels but in sichuan they are using some from northeastern china in from uh, oak from the chang bai mountains that they're making wow. specially to 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 put in uh, uh, to to age the Chuan whiskey. So a lot Sounds of effort going on. Sounds fabulous. There. Absolutely fabulous. Looking forward to sniffing mm. that, if I may. In the meantime, I'm going to have to leave yes. it there because we have to go to the news. So thank you once Indeed. again, Andrew, for joining us and a happy new year to you and yours. And I'll talk to you again and soon. And to you. Cheers, Andrew. Thanks, Todd. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.